Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. Me too. We have an announcement and we actually have it to make today. <laughs> We've threatened before. There have been trials and tribulations, stops and starts along the way. But here it is. Oh, I think I'm going to cry. So now for our <laughs> announcement and it is a big one and it's a very bittersweet announcement. Yeah. You know, Casey and I started this podcast, God, almost eight years ago uh, in her kitchen on Glendower Avenue in what we called The Nook. If you guys remember, if you're an OG, been with us from the beginning. And, you know, we just kind of assumed we should be shouting into the void about just these vile and beautiful unicorns that we've loved over the years, our housewives. But it turns out we were actually shouting at someone. You! We were shouting at you, all of you, you gorgeous, gorgeous garbage people. And right from the start, we've always said that if you listen to this podcast, you identify as a garbage person. <laughs> and in the beginning, we we needed this safe space in the shadows to talk about our gals because back then, it it really wasn't, how do I say this? It wasn't respected. It wasn't mainstream. Mm-mm. And I say we were ahead of our time, Danielle. What I can we too. say, you know? We were... And I personally like to think that we walked so others could run. So not not to, you know, be overly dramatic, but I will say this, Casey, hosting this podcast literally has been one of the greatest joys of my life and I've given birth. <laughs> uh, it has been one of the great joys of my life. Honestly, one of, and I say this seriously, one of the greatest honors. It is. And um, I, <laughs> we're so emotional, but to be a part of this community that we have seen grow and grow so much over the years. It's just been so incredibly. And we've actually, we've met so many of you guys in the wild. And as Casey says, we've never met a bad apple yet. One you guys two have supported, the, well. Well, the <laughs> Thunderdome, but we, that, that we'll discuss another time down the road a piece. You've supported us in so many ways. Yeah. And, and often beyond the scope of like a normal garbage podcast. Like we guys have asked you guys to participate in activism, which you always have in such a gorgeous and generous way. And more importantly, we have asked for your help out in the field with boots <laughs> on the ground. And boy, did you answer the call across this great nation, Danielle, nay the world. We have kept track of our Bravo friends. You know, you've been the eyes and ears. We've met, in our time, we've met 17 blondes spread across six continents who slept with Shep. We met Kelly Dodd's new husband's daughter who bravely came forward at a live show, Jen Shaw's Uber driver, a barely legal gentleman who fingered Luann, the point being, we have been in this together. (laughs) And we, and I say this saluting you, and you can't see that we can't thank you enough for your service. You have been on the front lines. While this podcast is about housewives, it's also about so much more. You have listened to us talk about postpartum, grief, depression, motherhood, the spiritual you've listened to us share our stories about our kids and our feelings and all of the insanity that happens to us. And of course, you've allowed us to talk at length about Danielle's lengthy pubes. But honestly, you all have shared so much with us and you've given us so much back. I truly would not have my daughter without the encouragement from so, so, so many of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so... We have made a really difficult decision, but we feel, we, we really feel ultimately very strong. We're going to leave Earwolf and Sirius, our sort of corporate uh, figures, and we're going to strike out on our own. 
<laughs> we are. And so I guess you're wondering, what does that mean? Well, it's a goodbye, but it's also a big hello. Yes, it is both of those things. As of June 2nd, in three weeks, we are moving Bitch Sesh from this feed and any traditional-based podcast platform, and we're moving to a subscription-based model. And please know we've not made this decision in haste. It's been incredibly thoughtful. Yeah, it has been a hard decision, Casey, and I have talked about it, fretted about it, dreamed about it, like, you know, just Lane so awake. much has gone. Lane awake, yeah. Danielle. <laughs> and many nights I have shivered, I have shaken, I have been nauseous. Even Xanax wouldn't knock me out. I needed like a no. horse tranquilizer. No, and, and you know, as Casey and I go up, 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 and even that has not been enough. But yeah. to be utterly transparent, as we have always, always tried to be with you, here's where we're at. Casey and I, we want to own our own creative material. Yeah. We want to work for ourselves. And honestly, we just started to think it's really unfair that these huge corporations are making millions of dollars off of our ads and off of our content, while we're only sort of making a fraction of that. And it just started to not really sit well with us anymore. And and frankly, we were feeling pretty disrespected. Um, so we feel like this move is actually standing up for ourselves. We believe in us and we still, <laughs> we love doing this podcast. If anything, we have been feeling for some time now that we have the bandwidth to do more. Yeah. So it just kind of felt, I'm just going to be honest with us, sort of like with this writer's strike and everything and standing up for ourselves with that and seeing kind of like the corporations kind of taking control of the creatives. Like it did sort of, feel energetically like the the right time to strike out on our own and stand and up. own our own material. And I'm going to say, Bitch Sesh, the podcast, as you know and love it, I hope it's not going to change at all. As you know, and maybe even just like it a little. <laughs> or even just tolerate <laughs> it. It's not going to change. <laughs> same editor, same music, same guest, same us, same powerful, groundbreaking, heroic journalism. But we will be moving as we said, to a subscription-based service, which is much more supportive of us as hosts and creatives and a mom. I'm 42. I've got three kids, as I mentioned. <laughs> you guys did this to me. That's not fair. I'm 30. And even though I'm not quite as old mm. as Casey, these pubes don't trim themselves. The mama needs to find somebody <sighs> to do it for them. And, and look, even though we, you know, there are going to be different subscriptions and, you know, one of them being as low as you pay for a cup of Starbucks coffee. You know what I'm saying? For a, for a, and that'll be a whole month of stuff you'll get for, you know, the price of a latte. So as sad as we are to say goodbye to this feed and this iteration, this route will allow us to do so much more to go beyond bitch sesh. And as of today, right now, in fact, right. as you are listening to as this, listening. right here, right now, science, we are launching Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. Wow. To hear you say it, Danielle. <laughs> it's crazy. Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. And Garbage World is both a website and honestly, a state of mind. It's an umbrella that will be able to fit much more than Bitch Sesh, okay? Although naturally, Bitch Sesh will be our flagship, our rock. Again, nothing changes there. Except for the fact that it will now be ad-free as hell. Yeah. We are also launching, this is so exciting, a brand new podcast. It's called Garbage Sesh. Now, Garbage Sesh will cover all the housewife adjacent topic that we've needed, which is just mm -hmm. pop culture, vicious, vicious hot gossip. And I will feel personally much more free to speak in this more closed circuit environment. And we're <laughs> going to cover other garbage shows, your sister wives, your true crime, your 90 day fiance. 
really, we're going to do interviews with incredible people that maybe haven't been steeped in housewives, you know, Danielle, that we've always wanted to talk to. Yes, no, it, 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 it's true. For instance, available right now on the site, we have an interview with Psychic to the Stars and the author of the book Signs, Laura Lynn Jackson, who honestly has changed both Casey and I's lives. And this, our interview with her might change yours because I, I was crying. I I spoke to family as she, I, I mean, incredible. She really changed my life. And also who's changed Casey's <laughs> life, Casey's dermatologist to the stars. Right. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Siegel, you know, my derm from Houston, Metropolitan Dermatology <laughs> Institute. Incredibly, incredibly important to both of our lives. And, and honestly, in Garbage Sesh Podcast, we're going to be able to sort of, you know, I think sometimes we're rushing off the air to and to give you all the housewives and Bravo stuff on Bitch Sesh. And there's other stuff we want to talk about. And so now we have this whole other opportunity to talk to you about the other garbage that I know we all love. We're going to have Q&As, live Q&As with us, town halls, if you will, special events, such as in two weeks, I'll be leading a vision boarding session. Are you actually trying to become a, and I, I'm going to ask this honestly, Please. Casey, are you trying to become a cult leader? Of course I am. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will make you come up with some past life regression stuff. Are you going to make us play volleyball late into the night? I'm worried. Yes, Look, I am. You're going to have access to our entire catalog of past live shows. You're going to have all of our comedy videos that some of you have never seen before. Slideshows that have not been public content in town now. There's so much great stuff. Seven years of stuff, basically, and new stuff that are it's going to be on Garbage World, Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. We're also going to be debuting a first look at the new Happy Endings podcast that Adam Pally and I are hosting. It's an oral history. It features the cast, the writers, and we even sat down with the man who canceled us and confronted him, and he confronted us right back. And oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> game recognized game there. Um, and so That's this podcast, you will have access to well before it goes out into the world. And one of the things I'm personally most excited about is a community Discord. For those of you who don't know what a Discord is, it's chat rooms. You guys remember the old Whispering Aileen's R. chat, RIP? Well, it's back and better than ever and a little more... Control free. <laughs> yeah free. This is going to be a safe space full of channels to discuss all the filth we need to, a landing spot to discuss Bravo, uh, Hilaria Baldwin Hilaria. and her... Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was pronouncing it the Hilaria. Christian way. Hilaria Baldwin. Kim and Croy, Raquel and Ken, <laughs> Robin and Cody, Katie and Courtney. Guys. We built a beautiful website on Memberful. We want it to be absolutely experiential for you. It's a feast for the eyes and souls, we hope. It's a place to just rest your weary head and lay upon our ample yet low bosoms when you need it. There's a place for us somewhere. We even made, Danielle, we made our own emojis. And I'm sorry to cut you off. Sounded beautiful. Thank you. And I might sing it you. I'll try not to on this new thing. I'll try not to. We made our own emojis. It. Nobody needs it from us. Although we've... We will continue. That's right. Never say never. But we've made our own emojis for the Discord chat so we can have so much fun in there. We've already, Casey and I have already started chatting in there and chatting our little heads off. So, and honestly, the best part of the live shows has been watching you all chat. Like it moves so fast and you guys are so funny that this will be a place for that. You know, so there's really a, a choose your own adventure here. And I want to say the best part of this whole thing, Casey, is that we hired professionals to do this. So the tech works. <laughs> we did. It does. 
Yeah. It does. I'm kidding. We, it yeah. does. It does. We 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 also did a professional photo shoot naked in a garbage bin. Lots of things have been done. So, okay. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of info to take in. And this is definitely a big change. And I feel every single emotion. In some ways, it feels like a death, but mostly it feels, I think, Danielle, like we are being reborn. Like Jesus, right? I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing that's how I felt. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited. Danielle, I, I'm just ready to be my own contractor like Barbara on Real Housewives of New York, who also ran and lost for governor and I gave money to her campaign. You know, now we're actually going to ask you to give money to our campaign. This is... Oh, this is the beginning of a huge new chapter for us. And and honestly, we really hope you come with us and support us. Um, but we also know it's a difficult time for so many. And while I like to think and hope that this show brings some laughs and comfort in these, you know, often very dark times, we fully understand that many of you might not be able to swing it right now. And we love you and we see you and you are welcome to join us any time. And some of you, you may have feelings about this or might be mad. <laughs> We're really yeah. sorry. And we know we, we, and we understand and we yes. see that and we get it, but this is something we have to do. And it feels right for so many reasons. So unlike Sonia's toaster oven and Robin's hats and she buys Sheree's joggers, this product <laughs> has come to fruition and to market. And we would die, honestly die to have you over at Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. Here's where you can find us. It's at CaseyandDanielle'sGarbageWorld.com. There's tons of content. Now, Danielle, I'm sorry to stop you. Is that an apostrophe on Danielle? Well, there's no apostrophe okay. on Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. It can be Casey and Danielle Garbage World or Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. No apostrophes. Wow. Go visit the site. The Discord's open. The water's warm. There's tons of content. It's ready to be gotten at. That's Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. The link is also available in our Instagrams. But for now, Bitch Dash will be here. Biz as usual for the next three weeks, and then we will make this leap. And now we're going to give you our podcast for the week. Yes. So much to discuss from the week. We have an amazing guest, Zoe Lister-Jones. She's incredible. This is such a funny episode coming up. Uh, we love you all. We are so, so grateful to you all for the last seven and a half years. I mean, I saying that really makes me well up because yeah. it feels like forever ago, we've known you forever. And yet it feels like we're just beginning yeah. again. And it's exciting. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there for us and with us. And we hope that you're there with us for a lot more. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Truly. Thank you for listening. And we love you. And we love you. Guys. That's real. That's on God. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. And we'll be right back with our show. Oh, we're back. You know, that's, I hope that that break was a bit of a palate cleanser. We got a lot to talk about today, Danielle. The meat of the up. Oh, yeah. Kim and Croy. Gone, baby. <sighs> Gone. I mean, I'm still in shock. Love is dead. Gone with the wind. Fabulous. <laughs> Love is dead. Love is uh, we were all there for their first meeting, Casey. We saw her look at his ass. His juicy bottom, she said. Juicy bottom. The bottom that that launched a thousand children because that's what they have now. <laughs> oh my God, Danielle. Oh my God, the bottom that launched a thousand children. It really did. They have 27,000 children. And no money. And that's and a toughie. Not, not red cent. But you I know, mean, they spent it all. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I really thought they were going to make it. Me too. Me too. Damn Tough. it. <laughs> Let's bring out our guest and, and get to everything else. She's an utter delight. 
Now, I've wanted to have this gal because first of all, I, I'm just such a fan of hers, but I'm also jealous of her. Me too. And I want to be very transparent about that during this time. <laughs> And I always have been. And, but with that jealousy comes an equal amount of respect and love. She's inspirational. She really is. I am obsessed with her. I hate yeah. her and I love her. And that's just what it and is. And that's just the way it is. You know, women yeah. support women to a point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because when you get a woman like this, it tests my boundaries. <laughs> Please welcome actress, writer, director, producer, all around wonderful gals gal, the lovely and gorgeous and talented Zoe Lister-Jones. Oh, hi, guys. Thank hi. you so much. What an intro. <laughs> it's the truth, sadly. Sad to say. Fucking but... truth. We live to be resented. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if a tree falls in the forest and isn't resented, who gives a fuck, yeah, right? who gives a fuck? <laughs> if a woman falls in the forest and isn't resented, <laughs> they're really dead meat. And isn't looked for. No one's even looking for <laughs> Uh, it's such a, a, a truly a privilege and an honor, all caps, to be here. <laughs> I have never heard anyone say privilege, but I am so appreciative <laughs> of those words. In this, in this case, it is, yeah, <laughs> it's something that I'm proud of. <laughs> wow. Good. Uh, Zoe, now you are, you have been following the Vanderpump, the Scandaval, Scandaval, as I call it, like part of all of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is your, as we kind of, orient ourselves in this week's strange Vanderpump. Mm. <laughs> Where is your mm-hmm. head and heart with all of this? You know, I mean, I would say I'm emotionally disoriented as mm-hmm. we orient ourselves because it is such a dizzying swamp of what I'll call like the VSD, the very stupid demon. She keeps me on my toes. <laughs> yes, she does. To, to, in a way that I don't think any character, fictional or real has ever, has ever kept me on my toes. The unpredictability of Rachelle, <laughs> it's, it's actually like bone chilling to mm. me. It actually, it, you are so right because, you know, you think you know her and no, you don't. No, the moment for me this week where it just swung me, like on the, I was on the floor. I didn't know what to do with this moment was when she yelled at Terry, Katie's mom. Uh, no. <laughs> Terry. I know you have feelings about Katie. <laughs> and and don't we all? Yeah, but this is the first episode and I've seen 10 years worth. So I've seen a lot where I was actually yeah. like, okay, all right, this is crazy. I like Katie enough. <laughs> here's, here's what I like about Katie is like, sh- sure, her face is sour as a patch kid. <laughs> but she's on the right side of motherfucking history. That's and she right. has stood by her convictions no matter how. If I was in her position, I would have been like, I'm such a people pleaser that I would have been like, you're right. Okay, maybe maybe Rachelle's okay. Like, she has always been like, no, 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 no. And then on her night of sharing artisanal bespoke sandwiches at Sir. A Greek sandwich with a jalapeno. A, a, a vegetarian green goddess. Beautifully packaged. A beautifully. There's something about her, guys. There's something about There's her. There's just something about her. The fact that just the beginning of Rachelle's sort of like um, chutzpah, as we say. Yes. To sit next to Katie and try and speak to her on her night, just like she walked into Lala's birthday party. Like the chutzpah of a very stupid demon is chutzpah like no other. Yeah. Because they're so stupid and they're so evil. But like, I just felt so bad. I felt so bad for Katie and I wanted to play back the tape 
for Schwartz in the alley because Katie didn't look good in the alley when Rochelle comes over and tries to apologize and Schwartz is like, ride or die for Rochelle. And Katie just looks like hysterical. And I was so upset on Katie's behalf that like, I wanted to just rewind the tapes and just be like, look at what this demon just did to this woman and spoke to her mother in that way. Mm, To Carrie. And then the bar, I can't even with the, the bar with Ariana was a whole new level of evil. She's trying to break those two up so overtly. And she wasn't even offering, it was so psychotic. It actually scared me because I'm so naive, like, oh, people at their core are good, you know, and I know obviously there's terrible people in the world, but just watch it was so, it really was genuinely chilling. And then she wasn't even offering the way a friend might. If you're in that conversation, you might go like, well, I'm hoping so much for you guys. Or she's just like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was she's fucking scary she is. is she just dumb or is she calculated what is it it's really hard to tell with a person like her you know i had a psychic acupuncture reading um this weekend absolutely with james's girlfriend famously with yeah with james's girlfriend <laughs> she's incredible was she wearing an ill-fitting bodice as per <laughs> usual <laughs> <laughs> and her bodice to me really spoke to Mercury being in retrograde. Um, <laughs> but no, I had this like acupuncture reading and she said, you know, like, and this is a bleak POV on the world at large, but she said that like 80% of people have no souls. No, no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and those of us who have souls, and I'm including the three of us in this. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, one of the three of us must not. <laughs> Is it our producer? Is it our editor? There's other people on here. Is it your is it your publicist? It's my publicist. You know, and I was looking, I was looking deep into Rochelle's eyes last night, at the bar especially, and I saw no soul behind her eyes. I also can't deal what's the con the contour's going above the jawline now. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's so distracting in her sort of Machiavellian narrative to just have that the bronzer so high. It's a yes and. It's like, yes, Machiavellian and bronzer. It's hard. Bronzer's so far above that jawline. Um, I don't, I think she is evil. Like the way that she was speaking to Ariana as Ariana is so vulnerable and mm-hmm. as she is, that's the other thing is like Katie and Ariana, that whole situation where Ariana is like, I'm team Rachel and like Katie's oh. sort of like a bitch. Okay, Ariana- doesn't like Katie, right? Is that, am I no. the only one that sees this now? I know they are owning a feminist sandwich shop, but I, <laughs> I don't feel at their core. I feel like she's kind of wary of Katie, but likes her too. I think she is wary of Katie. As am I. People have come at me so hard recently about Katie that I'm going to abstain, but I feel like mm. Zoe, you said, you actually said the absolute truth, which is that I felt bad for her in the alley. Because Schwartz is such a dumb dumb. And when Rachel went over there first, okay the first time to Katie and was sitting there and she was like, hey, I was like, and someone's yelling in your face, like, get the fuck out of here. She actually pushed Katie to a point. And I hate when people do this, yes. where they push you to make you look crazy and mean, but mm-hmm. it's like, there's no other choice because her actions mm-hmm. were so creepy, honestly. I think she thinks this is the new strong Raquel. Like, yes. that's what I think <laughs> is happening in her brain. Like, I am woman, hear me war. And it's like, no, you are triggering this person. Like, get, get gone, get. Is there a world where she and Sandoval go, fuck, okay, we've only got two more episodes left to film. We need to start beating and pounding the pavement on this narrative of like, 
I don't know, get in there and show how bad your relationship is, is with Ariana and I'll try yes. to draw it out of her over here, even though like it's so it's such a miscalculation because that looks even meaner. I totally thought so. That's a, I mean, the second that Sandoval had the like weepy conversation with Ariana about oh, the yeah. state of affairs of their relationship, I smelled rat, rat on the street, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a crossover between Jersey. Crocodile and- tears. Crocodile. Yes. He was genuinely emotional, I think probably because of his guilt. Um, and I like, in, it's so fascinating to see. I think that's why the Scandaval is, you know, has taken the world by storms because by storms and that is and that is the phrase <laughs> many it has storms. taken the world it's, by so it's many it's storms a, but it's not <laughs> many so I mean it has <laughs> I mean it's storm after storm because we we get we get to watch something like this fall out with the knowledge of what we know now in retrospect which I loved in your last uh podcast to talk about like what would we be feeling mm. had we not known I think we would be trusting Tom and you know what they robbed us of that they probably <laughs> did that because they we'll sure never know that now. Well, I wonder if we would have been gaslit as well. The we way th- that they are gaslighting Ariana. Right. I'd be like, okay, well, I guess they did. Not that a relationship you need to be sleeping with someone, but when you see the facts, the way they're trying to lay them out, like, and I really want to say, fuck you, Tom, for the narrative he's pushing of like, Ariana's kind of mentally unstable. So I didn't want to break up with her. That's what he keeps saying as though like she's going to end her life over Tom Sandoval. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. To watch Raquel get that lightning bolt necklace in broad daylight. Broad daylight. I, I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this. Yes. $757. <laughs> Is that how much it was? You could get that on Amazon.com. Amazon.com you can find. At Claire's Boutique, I've seen them for my daughter. When she sees the lightning bolt and says she must have. It was a lightning bolt moment. <sighs> I, yeah, that was a storm. <laughs> that was one of the many storms. <laughs> that was a st- one of the many storms. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if it's her sort of dream of OT that is really <laughs> <Sorry>. fueling, <laughs> that is fueling this feminist arc. Is it her aging out? Is the ageism of pageants? What is it? <laughs> Ooh, that journey. Yeah, it's a journey. No, I think she thinks she's having like, a fem- like you're saying, a, a feminist moment in which she's finding mm-hmm. her voice when she, in fact, is, you know, taking the feminist movement back centuries. I mean, we're, mm. w- we don't have the vote anymore, you know, because of Rochelle. <laughs> because of her. Because of Rochelle. <laughs> and possibly everything happening with Roe v. Wade, we didn't know it then. We but didn't it's know also it because then. of her. It's 100% scandal. <laughs> <laughs> And I do, you know, I try to be the cool girl so much. I have tried to be the cool girl so much in my relationships, in my life. I continue to. And I look at Ariana as a cautionary tale because not this episode, but the last, the glamping, which storm, storm number 77,000. Storm in the desert, if you will. Storm in the desert. Hot storm. Hot storm. Sandstorm. Yes. Storm. Sandoval storm. Okay. (laughs) God, it was right there. (laughs) It was right there. It's low hanging fruit. When Sandoval admits to Rachel sleeping over and cool Mm. as a cucumber. She dipped out. No, wait, she dipped dipped out. out, Dipped dipped out out. onto the couch. (laughs) She dipped out out onto the couch. Then she dipped out back into the bed. Then she dipped out onto the couch. Then she dipped 
me into her dip. Um, yeah. And then she dipped her balls and her balls into her <laughs> vagina. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ariana's reaction to that bomb drop and her being like, she should have slept. She should have slept in the guest room. She should have slept in her bed. Her implicit trust. Like, I've been there where you just want to be like, no, why would I? I don't want to be that person. And then. So what do you think Ariana knows at this point? Has he tried to break up with her? This is in no way I'm not like saying Ariana's wrong or anything. I'm just genuinely trying to sort out the timeline. Well, I think it's interesting when she bursts into tears into Lisa's arms. Because I think many of us know before we know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. As Marianne Williamson says, we all know everything. Go on. (laughs) Presidential candidate. Uh, Yes. Presidential candidate Marianne Williamson, I think, knows that Ariana knows. But I... I <laughs> felt like that emotional outburst was her, yeah, feeling something that she couldn't quite give words to. Which is the worst type of feeling when you're like, something's happening, but you don't know it. That then when yes. you really find it out, it feels even worse because you're then so mad at yourself and you're, I've been in that position before where you're like, God, when I look back, I knew something was wrong, but I'm also trusting and that cry into Lisa's bosom was a very odd Hmm. scene. You know, it it, it was odd. I also read that during the scene last week when Lala is kind of questioning Sandoval about like why he left, didn't Mm. leave, right? Apparently they had to stop filming Mm -hmm. in the middle of it because Ariana was hysterically crying and she was like, stop making this such a big deal. You're always trying to frame my relationship badly to Lala. And that, do you remember towards the end? I swear to God, I went and watched it back. Lala actually just doesn't say anything. Her arms are like dropped by her side. She's like, yeah, that's Mm. what happened. When normally I feel like by the end she would be screaming. Yes. Basically, she was like, Lala, you never see us. You don't know us. Be real. You don't know us. And now you're starting this whole storyline so that then when they resumed filming at the end of it and she was kind of like, let me get Tom. It was actually after another a production storm. A pro- wow. Storm. <laughs> Nothing like a production storm. A BTS storm. A BT storm. <laughs> BTS. I will say the one highlight of the episode, a high for me, even though it was a low for the actual humans involved in it, a high for me was seeing another alley fight at Sir. I I missed him. You know what I mean? We used to be out in that Mm. back alley smelling the garbage. I thought, of course, you meant Allie, James's girlfriend. But so I was did like, I. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean the Sir, like, alleyway. Of, remember yeah. we used to always be out mm. in that back alley with a cig and, mm. a, and, a, and, a, and a goat cheese ball? <laughs> and, we, you know, those were the days of old. <laughs> yeah, that's where we used to discuss everything. Mm. And now we haven't been there. We've been, you know, at Tom Tom. We've been at Shorts and Sandy's, no. which will ne- never, never open get off the ground. Will never in its life open. <laughs> and... It's very Chekhovian. Very. You know, mm. let, let's go to, we got to get to Moscow. We got to open Schwartz and Sandy's. I want to just quote Tom Sandoval if I could in that strange conversation in which he she was like, well, we need to be connected for us to have sex. Now, I think they could both give a little. It's, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, no one's loving having sex when someone comes home from work, but you know. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, believe me. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, he was so demeaning to her. He's like, no, I don't want to hang out and watch 50 episodes of Love Island. I have to connect by skydiving. I was like, you're the worst. You're the worst. And that's where I took umbrage. I'm like, don't put down Love Island. No. No. Like, don't bring that into this. You don't have to do that. 
Yeah. And then he's like, well, my idea of, of romance is taking mushrooms and watching the sunset. And then he goes, we didn't even take a pic at Sheena's wedding. <laughs> cut, cut to all the pics all at the Sheena's pics. wedding. Now, guys, I have one explosive theory. Now, a couple of friends have emailed and now there are some people in our collective lives, and I will keep them nameless, mm-hmm. who think that the scandal is fake in the sense that the producers knew what we were hurtling towards. Now, I had a thought. I don't know. I've not read this anywhere. I want to ask your guys' opinion. Remember the strange scene last night where Lisa and Ken and Lala were in their own room at at the party, okay? Yes. Never to be seen yes, from again. Yes, yes. I never saw Ken. I saw Ken at the very, very end again, blowing out candles. Do any of us really see Ken? <laughs> well, no, I didn't see him, but yeah. As Jason, as Jason Manzuka's last years ago, does anyone see Ken? Does everyone see Ken? Is he a ghost? What it is- was really strange because the scene was like on its face about something else. They were asking Lala about, are you ever going to have kids and this and that. But what Lisa says in the scene is she goes, well... I love the sandwiches. Of course, I taste them earlier before. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, are we kind of tying up? I don't know. Are they trying to make a timeline work? Because a lot of people think the scene last week was filmed later in the kitchen between Katie and Lisa and Ken. So are we now making mm. mention of it now? Because I never saw anyone else in that room. And there was no really like background. I was looking at hair to see if hair was done the same way and outfits and stuff for continuity. I didn't take too hard of a look, you know. This is, well, you know, this is where I, I would say I am of the camp of, if there's two camps of people, people who believe in magic and people who don't, I would say I believe in magic (laughs) wholeheartedly. I dated a a magician. So did Um, I, Zoe. (laughs) No. Yeah. You both dated magicians? What was his name? (laughs) His name, his name, his name, (laughs) well, his name was Ashley. Um, (laughs) Casey. Casey's ghost wife. Wait. <laughs> Wait, but the guy I dated was Ashley. No. Yes. No. Casey. Ashley. I don't know his last name. We didn't get that. Casey. <laughs> oh, my God. Because his sister, remember his sister came up to us at the mic at a um, Boots on the Ground and was like, my brother Ashley dated you. Yes. And I've always said he pulled the yes. disappearing act. Hold on. <laughs> I'm Googling. <laughs> was he at NYU? Yes. No. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You know what? <laughs> I believe in magic for sure now. <laughs> I'm crying. I thought you were joking when you said that. I was like, oh, someone told her. No. Oh my god. Oh my god, did you guys both see the same Ashley Mitchell? Yeah, does he still? <laughs> there he is. That's him! Oh my god! Casey, I'm dying. I am dying. Remember oh he lived god. near Woody Allen? Of course. Of course, and he would see him out on the balcony pacing? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. How long did you date? Oh. About a year. Mm, got a little further than I did. <laughs> Wait, Casey... <laughs> I cannot believe this. I am Zoe. This is a wow for me. He's very cute. <laughs> he was very cute. But th- can I ask you, with love, 
because you guys are two gorgeous, intelligent, <laughs> talented women. We like an artist, Danielle. We magicians. fall for artists. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> well, and the fact is he disappeared from both our lives quite without right. warning. Where's Ashley now? Anyone of cast? He's on next he's on next week's pod. <laughs> I think he's doing very well. His sister came to the mic, I believe, and said he's doing quite well. Yeah, and I've heard did. my discussions <laughs> of him. I you know, no, sadly, I only knew his first name, Zoe. So I guess when I say dated, it's looser. It feels when you say magician Ashley, like it's not the kind of candidates. That's not what you said. It's not like Ben and everyone's like, oh, I dated a uh, different Ben. No, 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 no. And I wish that that the audience could have seen the expression on your face when I said Ashley. I really did the White. color drain from White. my face. Absolute. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I am. This is, this was meant to be. <laughs> this is magic. I guess that's the, the answer to the question is the producers had no hand in it because we are all <laughs> believers in magic. We date magic. We love magic. We, magic. <laughs> we, we are sad when magic goes away. <laughs> we don't want magic to leave. And he does. <laughs> but, but magic, magic always, always leaves. leaves. <laughs> and guess what? We still believe in magic. <laughs> Even more so after he leaves. (laughs) I even double down. (laughs) We double down on magic. If he could play a trick on YouTube, anything's possible. (laughs) No, he was a great magician. He was a... (laughs) Casey, he never showed you a trick. (laughs) He stated his profession and I chose to believe him. But the the thing is, like, I don't I don't want to believe that it's staged. And when you know, I went back to last um, to last week's episode to look at that, to look at that scene to the text. You got to go back. I wanted to look at the sort of um, Christopher Nolan esque montage of playing, you know, the black and white, the Lala voiceover um, watching out of sequence. That scene, I just don't think that Katie is a good enough actor. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> because I, I believe in magic, but I don't believe in Katie. In miracles. In, in, <laughs> in bad acting. I believe in magic, but I don't believe in miracles. And, I, and, and, uh, and Katie's response seems very genuine when she's being told, unless the producers didn't tell her what was about mm. to be revealed. Mm. Because it was their honor and then their offer. It was quick. Well, is it that Ken's performance was so wooden? Was that Uh, that the thing that stripped everything? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Stop me for a second. I found Ken's performance Shakespearean. Me too. Wow. Okay. Very Lear. Yes. Very Lear-like. Um, so, but you know what? I think ultimately, I we could dither around in terms of like, did it happen? Didn't happen? I I agree. I choose to believe. You know, like this is where we're at. I don't think. I think their relationship was troubled. That's for sure. Does that mean yes. any of this is right? No. You know. And as Andy said on his on his podcast, as as our Lord and Savior has spoken, he said, because I'm like, there's so many red flags. Like, did you guys know? Or I didn't. I mean, I talking at the at the pod, but he says we took a lead and production took a lead from Ariana. Basically, like she was fine with it. So they were like, okay, then nothing must be wrong. Like she was kind of giving them the lead. Wait, she was fine with what? 
Like, we're seeing all these red flags now of, like, he slept at her, she slept at the house and blah, blah, blah. But because Ariana was so fine with it. And and I think she's, like, the weightiest character we have. Yes. Cool girl. Yeah, like, we, I actually believe her. Like, if Sheena was like, nothing's going on, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, she- <laughs> All right. I mean, wow. I mean, and <sighs> yeah. Go yeah. On. No, I just... I don't want to jump to scenes from the next, but to to please, witness please. to witness cool girl Ariana go to just blind rage Ariana, it's so satisfying to see her finally mm. get her moment to go like, never speak to me again, you garbage human. And I don't want to talk about Rocky. Ah! Here's my question. When does Shorts find out in the timeline? Thank you for asking that. I don't know. I know. Oh. He's known. No. He's known no. forever, you guys. No. Yes. Then what, but what is the Rachel charade? He is Tom's protector. He is, uh, he's in a relationship <gasps> with Tom Sandoval. You know what I mean? Like an abusive, sort of like Machiavellian. It is abusive because Tom, meanwhile, while he's fucking around with Raquel, is like literally taking on a second life when he's not getting their restaurant open. And I don't want to hear the phrase temp cooks. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. In this environment, get a fucking cook. I mean, I mean, look, get, get Ariana and Katie's strange, strange, strange universal plaza. D- quite entitled, demanding oh, a sandwich strange. named after. Yeah, as though she's in the same category as Lisa Vanderpump. So <laughs> beyond shocking. I did. Re- okay, last little thing about that sandwich scene. It did sort of make me laugh when they. It was like how I used to bust tables in New York, like when mm. I was a waitress, like one squirt of the. You know, when they were using a rag and wiping down the back, <laughs> Katie and Ariana was like, wait. but then they were like, okay. <laughs> but to see them just be like, yeah, this is a preview. We're in an empty box and we have one small table. Guys, I was all for it. I decided no. that I love this. I'm telling you, I, I did a 180 <laughs> on this sandwich shop. I was like, are, are we, is this really the glass ceiling that we need yes. to be cracking open <laughs> with female led sandwiches? But guys, I had a 180. I'm all aboard. Four sandwiches, all you need. A four lovely sandwiches. environment, some flowers. I'm in. <laughs> There's only four sandwiches. And they have a sopracetta. Yeah. Oh, oh, the minute they had sopracetta, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I loved <laughs> them standing in the empty space, looking out and just being like, I mean, <laughs> a table? That's that's literally... <laughs> and then the other one was like, now I'm flooded with ideas. I'm flooded with ideas. <laughs> as far as their imaginations could sort of land a table. No, guys, I didn't need <laughs> it to wander past four sandwiches okay, on a table. Danielle, I'm okay. fine. <laughs> uh, Schwartz, I think, knew before, because um, he said he knew a month before. He's come out and said a month before, mm-hmm. but was Sheena Shea's wedding a month before Longer. this? I think we're well within our time frame, right? So are you saying that Schwartz... M- Made out with Rachel, yeah. In order to in order to distract, mm-hmm. and I think that's why Rachel's being so fucking weird. Like I saw him and I made him a second time, and it didn't happen organically the first time. But now I'm like, well, if you want to do it, let's do it. I think that was all kind of calculated for cameras. If, for if cameras. Schwartz didn't know, Raquel was trying to make that happen to help Tom Sandoval. But I think Schwartz knew. And that's why Tom Sandoval has been defending Schwartz so psychotically against Katie. And Terry, to go at Terry. I was like, oh, this is a man. Schwartz has something on him if you're going at someone's mom like that. Yeah. I thought, I like Terry. And, and you know, I'll say, I was thinking about my mom in the context of this. If if my mom was dropped into this particular environment. If your mom was Terry. <laughs> if my mom was Terry, 
you know, and I love my mom. Sure. <laughs> uh, Please, sure. yes. I, I, I don't think she would have the composure or grace <laughs> that, Terry, that Terry brings. That Terry to, exhibited. <laughs> Terry exhibits such composure and grace, such deep deep, unconditional empathy for her daughter, but also all parties involved just to say, you know, I just want to speak as sort of the town elder Mm -hmm. on this (laughs) to be met with such disrespect, which I love Lala comes in. Where were you raised? (laughs) Where where were you raised, Rachel? She was raised in the pageants. Pageants. Well, what her words rung in my ear when Raquel said, and I quote, what Terry? No, 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 never. No. You don't get to say what Terry to a woman I've never seen before. <laughs> you don't just get to no, do that. Okay. <laughs> wow, guys, there's just so much. I cannot wait for next week. I mean, we have to move on. There's just so much. Is there anything else anybody so, anybody needs I could, to say? Because I could keep going. I just need, I I need to say something about Schwartz because Please. I feel really torn on him. Please. I feel you know intensely sexually attracted. to his Schwartz to Schwartz me too mostly when he's wearing his glasses I think that really ups the game for me obviously Casey you and I or putting lemon lemon peels lemon under the lemon under the armpits oh guys that was hot I thought it was smart when we got when we got a no when we got a look at he's 40 Mm -hmm. okay for all intents and purposes he's 40 when we got a look at his shitty bachelor pad, clothes all over the place apartment. That didn't turn you Danielle, off. You're getting caught up in details. <laughs> details that Casey and I obviously have the same exact t- type. The same exact type. Honestly, <laughs> I, and I bet Schwartz would have dated you for a year and me for six dates. And I would be honored to follow in your way. I think it would be opposite. But my question about Schwartz is like, him hiding behind the plant, obviously, it's not attractive. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it's not a great look. <laughs> obviously. And, yeah. and we, can, yet. we can allow for that. Yeah. And yet, <laughs> if I may. Yet. And yet, <laughs> and yet if I may. Yet. <laughs> Please. I was like, but he's staying out of the fray. What's he going to do in there? <laughs> What's he going to do in there? And, and he knows he can't add to anything. He's never made one moment better. Never in his life. <laughs> never. <laughs> The, the, I said it last week, but the best I've ever seen him was when he naturally took on Lala of his own accord. And he's like, you're mean. I liked when that. When he was like, and you don't know who you are. I was like, those are very true statements. But behind the plant, he thought, mm-mm. And he fucked it up. In the, and then in the alleyway, he fucked it up. And he, he fucked it up. went against Katie for Raquel. Schwartz lives physically, metaphorically behind a plant. Mm. And that is who he is. Yeah. Here's what I want to reveal. And I like the receipts on this. I think everybody who's texting me like, I can't believe you're not on Katie's side and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, I just don't find her to be like energetically high vibes for me to be Absolutely. But I know other people (laughs) like her and I get that. But, and I do really like the glossy brown lip. Oh. She's doing. (laughs) Much like the beret John Fuda was wearing in Jersey. (laughs) But oh, I, I will say about her, what I would like to see is scrolls and scrolls and scrolls of the rage texts that she does for Schwartz. And that was insane when Raquel was trying to say it. But I bet you guys have never read texts like this. I bet for mm. years and years and years, she has sent him the most abusive texts. Now, I know he's cheating her. I know I'm going to hear it all. I'm just saying, I don't think the kind of, I don't think we're seeing it all. I think we are seeing it all from Schwartz. We're seeing it all. The good, bad, the ugly. Mm. Right. I think she's a rage maniac. Right. Which is, I guess, why he's my life partner. 
That's right. That, that's right. And that's why you and I are attracted to him. And, that's- and we actually can't take a look at Katie putting down a firm boundary. <laughs> Hard to see. Oh my gosh. Really Guys, to see. Okay. Can we take a quick break and come yeah. back if you if we may with Atlanta? Mm. Oh, we're back with Atlanta. And it's hard to, you know what I want to like let that go. It's hard to shake it off. Ooh. It is. Ooh. But guys, I love Atlanta. I'm glad mm-hmm. it's back. Season opener. Um, my biggest problem is that we didn't get Drew this week. And I don't know where Drew has gone. Ralph has said she has both emergency and... Crisis. Unclear. It's literally (laughs) Sandoval and Ariana. It's like (laughs) Drew's off somewhere and here's Ralph come to play. And he's like, I've got to show up for our family. It's like, I got to cheat for our family. We got a lot of focus on um, Sonia. You know, I feel Sonia's weighing down the franchise. Yeah. And I'm not... I don't know why we're focusing on her. She's slowing us for someone who runs so fast. So fast. She's slowing us down. So, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> she is. And, and the family members, like, I, I always, I, I, actually, I actually find her to be nice and normal enough to where she's not interested. Yes. So it's a compliment. Like, mm-hmm. she seems normal. I thought, I, yeah, that scene with her family, and I, it's, it was beautiful to me. And I liked that they kept her, in, her sister's keeping her in check. I don't cut off your mm-hmm. wigs anymore. I don't cut off your wig yeah. anymore. No, it's 2023. I feel like my brother has wanted to say that very <laughs> to me many times. <laughs> yeah. yes. Fletcher is waiting, just waiting in the wings. And now Marlo also seems to be doing well. Like I got us. I really love the scene when the mm-hmm. counselor was over. Mm-hmm. Now I do feel like when counselors are like make a mission statement, I'm like, guys, please come up with something else. But, and I don't know that that woman's ever been with them before. They said that she had... You know, but I did think that was a nice scene. Yeah. Now, what I also thought was great was Sheree. Mm. Sheree always Mm -hmm. comes to play just some of the most beautiful things I've ever said, which is, and I quote, the only time Candy's not talking about me is when she's eating (laughs) or sucking dick. Now, we can't. Now, there's a writer's (laughs) strike. So we can't write it, but someone else is writing it. One could say that about me and Schwartz. Yeah, someone. <laughs> it's uh, so good. But Sheree had some lines. Sheree for sure. Had some lines. Yeah. I and and the Courtney the Courtney of it all felt was it, it just a missing they just needed they just needed drama. It felt like a missing and they just needed. Yes. <laughs> a missing and they just needed. Courtney? Yeah, well Courtney has a fellow Capricorn, as we now know Courtney is. <laughs> they were slamming you left, right, and center, Danielle. I was all protective of her as a Capricorn and, and Well, that's how they labeled her. It wasn't like so and so's mom or friend. It was like Capricorn. 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 <laughs> so I did feel in touch with her, but her voice Oof. was tough on me. Just especially if she's cre- screaming at Candy. No, when someone comes for Candy, when Candy gets really emotional, it's very hard to like, watch. She doesn't bust open, but when she does, you better watch it because Candy's like a, another storm, a, a silent, yes. slow moving storm. But when she hits, you better watch it. And out. I love the way that Candy handled herself. I was really taking notes much. You know, I think Candy and Terry could sort of be compared in, in these situations. Yes. The calm mm-hmm. in the storm mm-hmm. where Candy's like listening and says, okay, but what is this energy? that you're bringing out. And that's curiosity. That is not defensiveness. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is pure curiosity. And it's nice to be curious when another woman is screaming at screaming. the top of her lungs in your face. <laughs> to still be curious. I mean, whose head is bobbing, <laughs> bobbing, as though it might fall directly off the neck. Now, I was triggered last night when me. Todd was at the table working on his screenplay. I, I was like... And do you think that's partially the writer's strike, Casey? Do you feel that <laughs> he's a scab? <laughs> Yeah. I know. Yeah, that was it. But here's what I want to say to Todd. Todd's like, you don't support my dreams. And I know this is hard to hear, but like what's what the piece Todd's missing. And I don't mean to be mean is like, but Candy's things that you're taking time away from the family for Candy's successes. And with you, we're now on a restaurant biz and now we're in a movie. Like people who own restaurants and then put money into movies. It's like, do you not realize these are the two like very hard places? <laughs> money and they always go from that to that. I know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you you want Candy to support you, but read your screenplay aloud to us right now and we will all decide if we should continue. And I mean, when Schwartz and Sandy's goes under and Schwartz is asking me to help with his screenplay, yeah. what I'm going to say is, once this writer's strike is over, <laughs> I'm 100% there for you, baby. You know? Yep, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll, I'll give a punch up. You'll do a page one rewrite. <laughs> I also feel like Candy's got so much on her plate. Like Candy is holding up everything. And Todd has been helpful. The old lady gang is very popular. I've been myself. It's delicious. They now have Blaze Steakhouse. But why can't Todd focus on that and (laughs) keep there? Yeah, but I just feel like, you know, like we, we don't have to have our hands in all pots. You know what I mean? Every one of my relatives is like, I could write a screenplay. It's almost oh, yeah. like every relative is like, if I just had the time. Yeah. Like, if I had the time, I could be a captain of industry in your business. And I'm like, yeah. try. And yes. of course, my dad has tried and sent many Microsoft Word docs, you know, single space documents. I had an uncle, he's RIP, but I had an uncle who was like, can Danielle turn my book into a screenplay? And I was like, I have to read the book. That was a hard part. Upset by it. And then my dad was like, well, why don't you? she just had a baby at the time? He was like, Well, why don't you go visit her um while, you know, and just go see her and the baby? Mm. That would be nice. And he was like, Well, if she doesn't have time to read my screenplay, she doesn't have time for me to visit her. Amazing. <laughs> Now, Kenya, I loved seeing Brooklyn so grown up. That was wonderful. Mm. Oh, so grown up. To see Kenya all grown up. Uh, Brooklyn, rather. But I mean, I, I'm I'm on the fence about where we're going to be at this season. I love the Sheree, poor Sheree, picking another terrible man. And when she <sighs> said he's on a, mm. another reality show, I was like, oh, okay. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. But he came, now he came over in a tuxedo um, for a cooking yeah. class. That's and right. to me, mm-hmm. and having dated a magician, I understand. It's triggering. It was, <laughs> it was, I was like, where's the top hat and rabbit, you know? But yeah, he's, he's <laughs> sus all over the map. And then sliding into the DMs, obviously, and then unsending, Oof. which, listen, we've all been there. <laughs> all been there. But she, and she accepted him to primary, not general. And I saw that, you oh, know? Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he's definitely general pop. He is G. <laughs> the way Sheree t- took him down, I mean, took Kenya down, though, when she said, well, when they, she was talking about Mark and their house, and she said, uh, if he gets the house, because I guess she's like fighting for the house, she said, hopefully Mark adds baseboards. Pop. I saw yeah, That was great. Slam. Slam. That's, that's, a, that's a drag. Slam. That's such a good drag. Baseboards. Oh, my it's God. Oh, guys, I think we've got to get to Jersey. Yeah. I can't believe it, you know, but 
Louis gave a series of fiery (laughs) (laughs) But guys, when he was curled up like a kitten on their bed with the pillows, I actually felt a little scared. Oh, did you guys feel that switch was like... Interesting. You know, he does all this fake like woo-woo stuff when he was like, I will not. I was like, oh, obviously we know Louis has this like darker side story. We're kind of trying to talk about magical thinking because we just want Teresa to be happy. But well, some of you... Some of us do. I've been <laughs> slaughtered this week by people saying the fact that I'm Team Teresa makes me QAnon. But <laughs> I don't care. I was like, oh, this guy's so dark. Well, what's interesting about me that we're learning, you know, more and more every every time I open my mouth uh, uh-huh. is that I was pretty into Louie in that scene. And, uh, <laughs> and oh, you know, I have a type, a magician, a men's rights activist. Uh, um <laughs> If if he can be both, <laughs> that's right. Maybe we could. Maybe we can. Maybe we can put my number one. in. You know, in the notes. Um, All right, we'd really have something. Okay, but there was something about his the way that he wanted to protect Teresa in a way that she <laughs> that she felt incapable of protecting herself. That did feel she's pretty capable. <laughs> <laughs> seen her lift a mammoth oak table on another woman, but and push Andy. I've seen her, I've seen push, her push Andy, Andy. Cohen. Lay push hands. him. Push him to Lay the ground. Lay hands on her <laughs> A celebrity in front of all the world. I just, I just felt that his, that while I felt he was potentially emotionally violent and and <laughs> and could even, you know go into some sort of realm of, of physical abuse. There was something about his... There's, there's something about something him? About about him. <laughs> and that's my sandwich shop. And I'm going to open it up there's, right next door. There's something about him. God, Zoe, that would be sort of a tough side sandwich Owned shop. by a woman. Owned by Owned a woman. By a wo- woman owned. Me. <laughs> Me. It's just all beet, beefy red sandwiches. <laughs> Hot, angry, red, short sandwiches. There's, there's no sandwiches because I'm, I'm too, like, I'm too focused on putting all of the, the toxic men in my life on pedestals. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there was something about that I have to say, and I, and I have to take a good hard look at myself. <laughs> why that drew me to Louis? So your team, Louis, is that yeah. right? Um, Danielle, where are you? Yeah. Where are you? Where am I? I'm scared of Louis. He took a real turn when he was like, when he's like, I'm gonna get like, but believe me, it's not like Joe Gorga. I think it's from like, you know, like, (laughs) but Joe Gorga is cuddly to me next to the like hovering psychotic energy of Louis. Although, Mm. believe me, I'm incredibly attracted to Louis. And he's talking about would you, uh, would you, would I see, would you save me from a snake pit? Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing was terrifying. And she goes, the way Teresa looked like he was really asking when like it wasn't rhetorical. She goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I'd like to like cor- yeah correct the record of like uh, Teresa might have physical strength, but in that she just her yes. the doe eyes that she was listening to Louis with. I, she just, her vulnerability. Because it, it was sad. It was yeah. the week before her wedding and her brother's not going to be there. And I'm not saying she hasn't contributed to or some of you feel like the cause of, but it's sad. I mean, he wouldn't talk to him if he was a rat on the street. That's right. <laughs> He'd rather, he wouldn't share That's a glass right. of water with him. <laughs> He'd rather share a glass of water with a rat on the street. That's right. And we have, yeah. those of us who have lived in New York, we've, we have. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was 
it was dark and we're heading to an even darker place at Frank's. I mean, not Frank's, but um, uh, Dolores' mm. new boyfriend, uh, 1920s <laughs> party. We've never seen a, a 1920s party before. be on Ireland? <laughs> this, I, there's a lot of Ireland folk. This Ireland heavy. So much focus for a Jersey franchise to be on Ireland. It's like, they're all like, ah, how much more Ireland can we shove in? Yeah. Like, I think we're good. We went there. We went there. I just need to shout out Mazzy and Kazzy. Danielle. Um, Jen Fessler's twin Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> the, the Barbara Streisand's best friends. <laughs> best friends? <laughs> Nay, sisters. Nay, sisters. Sisters. People who need people she's seeing about Mazzy and That's Cassie. right. That's right. That's right. Mazzy yeah. and Cassie, I needed so much more from. So much like, more. I need, a, I need so much more. And I'm, I want to be at the point where I'm like, oh, okay, I think they were better as side players, but I want to get there. Give them, give them mm-hmm. their peaches. Give them all <laughs> of it. I need it. Give them their jersey. What are we doing? Apples. But speaking of peaches, I'd really like to because we don't have a ton of time left. Who needs a peach mm-hmm. right now is you. Thank Zoe. you, Danielle. You. you. <laughs> because we need to talk about your new show. We need to, and and we're going to. Zoe, so I was lucky enough to be invited to a premiere, mm-hmm. that premiere, right? Screening. Yes. Of your show, Slip, which is now newly out on Roku, mm-hmm. which Roku has 100 million subscribers, by the by. Isn't that crazy? P.S. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And so it's available to most of you, I'm hoping. If you don't have it, please get it. And I got it. You you can get... Uh, that means so much to me. Also, e- easy free free streaming at the RokuChannel.com if you want to watch on a laptop. You know, if you can't if you deal with... If you have a if, laptop. Whoa, if, you can't, whoa, whoa. if you can't deal with downloading an app, which... I cannot. I Tell cannot. Tell and, and Razzy and Mazzy. They'll be doing it on the laptop. <laughs> no, doing it on the lap. They'll be. They'll be trying to get it on terrestrial That's television. Right. So, and so I want to just quickly set this up. So Dakota Johnson produced this mm-hmm. alongside you. You mm-hmm. wrote all of the episodes. Correct me mm-hmm. when I'm wrong here. I will you not. Starred in all the episodes. Mm. You directed them. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It is a tour de force. I am telling you, Danielle, if on my mother's life, I was sitting there watching it, June and I went, we were squeezing hands at points, just staring at each other going, this is so incredible. I, I am, I'm not watching that many shows I love right now, besides, of course, our These Glorious Monsters and Succession. And this, oh my it's God. that good. Thank you, Casey. And Zoe, can I also say... I was in a writing room Mm. before the strike. And this was literally like the day before the strike where people had just, they didn't know me that I knew you. And so they were talking about it. And to get little bitches in our entertainment loving something, that's a wow. And we're talking about it. And so, yeah. And so just hearing, but I'm saying like to go into a writer's room where we all, you know, are jealous of each other's products (laughs) and hate each other, which we've made very clear, to talk about it in a positive way and say how amazing it was. I was so excited because I knew I was going to see when I said it at that point, which was like, (laughs) she's coming on my podcast, no big deal. Um, 
But for them to be saying that in my writer's room, and they were directors and writers themselves to be saying how good That's it was. I so wanted nice. you to know that. It's so good. You're such, you're acting and it is so amazing. Thank you. Can you just set up for everyone? Because I don't know how far you go because there is a twist. I can think I can say that, right? Yes, yes. There's a twist. When I tell you, you don't see it coming, okay? <laughs> this is some sixth sense shit, okay? And can tell us what you can tell us about it. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you all because... Um, there is a twist. And, and obviously like part of me wants people to just see it because I love that case. You came in knowing nothing, seeing it. And that's like my favorite way for someone to see it because the artwork, look up the artwork for it is you in kind of various kind of dressed in all different ways. Almost like you're playing different people. It looks like different costumes. Yes. So basically, uh, slip follows a character named May who I play, um, who, when we meet her Mm -hmm. is feeling very stuck in her marriage and restless. And one night she ends up cheating on her husband and, um, has a sort of transformative, uh, sexual experience late in life, which is a hot, 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 hot scene. Go on. Much like Raquel. Raquel. (laughs) It's a spicy little scene, everybody. It's a spicy little scene. Um, and then wakes up the next morning to discover that she is now married to the man she cheated on her husband with. And over the course of the season, uh, she learns that through orgasm, she's being transported into a multiverse so that every episode she's fucking her way into a new parallel life and relationship. The scene when you wake up in this guy's apartment and we're thinking it's going to be the scene that we have seen, you know, of like, oh, fuck, where yeah. am I? I, I, I got to get my clothes and I got to make sure my boyfriend doesn't know I'm here or whatever it normally is, you know, or I got to go tell him. And when you walk out into his living room and you're calling for the guy that you've met one night before and you look across the, I'll never forget, I have chills, look across the living room and you see, speaking of Barbara Streisand, your mug that we've seen you pour coffee in at your current house with you. And then you're, first I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they're like, they both like Barbara Streisand? It's a Barbara Streisand mug. Yeah. A Barbara Streisand mug. And then when you look on the wall and see a wedding photo of the two of you, I was like, what in the (laughs) fuck? And now this man's behaving to you as, which you are in this life, his wife. Mm -hmm. And it is such an interesting like meditation on, we think we want this and... Mm -hmm. And then what, what is that life like that, you know, it's right. so good. Oh, thank you, Casey. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a person who, um, obviously has made a lot of bad decisions. Um, no one we've heard but- about many of those. <laughs> Today. I mean, the magician alone Danielle. is worth a meditation. <laughs> you are there, Danielle. You didn't see him. <laughs> Sorry. Look, as the only person on the Zoom who hasn't dated a magician named Ashley. And guess what? There's still time. You know, like, but I've, I've always been a person who's been obsessed with the grass being greener, right? Because we always are romanticizing something that we don't have. Um, and so I, I thought it'd be so much fun and also you know, an interesting, as you said, meditation on on what that grass looks like when you're actually standing on it and the sort of disastrous consequences of of operating in such a world of fantasy and sort of taking advantage of or taking for granted the things that, that you already have. Now, this piece of work is so good. So I'm I'm only drawing it back to Scandival to be funny, but what you <laughs> your work is so incredible, which is like, I doubt Raquel, when she had that quote unquote slip, thought that she'd be the most hated woman in America. <laughs> like these no. are the things you don't, don't think, think through when you have a one night stand. And so it's so interesting to see it then followed through. Yes. In this. Yeah. And, you know, there is something to be said. Rachel was single and she was, her karma. I calm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her karma was different. Whereas May in my show, she is, she is the one, she has bad karma for cheating on, on her 
husband, but she's not the other woman in terms of public perception. Mm. No, no, no. You May know? is a character that we're all on board with. We we're love her. Board. We, we <laughs> are her. We are her. I'm going to say that. She's so wonderful. And please, everybody watch this on Roku. Slip. It's so propelling. You want to watch the next thing, which many things I'm like, oh, I like that, but I don't like get back to them or whatever. Mm. This is incredible. Thank you for being here, Zoe Lister-Jones. You're so funny. And I'm so glad we got to share this experience with you. And that's only made me hate you more. And that's tough, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) Yeah. And I've actually, I'm lifting up Zoe Lister-Jones after this. And I'm no longer jealous because I'm like, oh, I see why she's doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're fantastic. And this is so fun. I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll come back because you're... Uh, I would love to come back anytime. You are my favorite people and um, and keep doing God's work, you know? <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We're doing equally importantly work in the world. Equally yes, important. All of us. <laughs> I, I, 100%. No, I already believe that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, everyone. And thank you for being here today and listening to us. Please, please go check out Casey and Danielle's garbageworld.com. All the new content is up there. Go there, check it out, see what you like. Tell us what you think of it. We're really proud of it. We've been working hard and we're really excited for you guys to join us there. So go to Casey and Danielle's garbageworld.com. You'll see Bitch Sesh there and our new podcast and so much more. We love you guys and we'll see you over there. Bye.